1: Betches Media presents Ha ha, laugh, funny Mention It All A Bravo by Betches Podcast We don't say that but now we said it With Dylan Hafer oh, go check me, bro.
0: Hey everyone, welcome back to the Mention It All Podcast I am Dylan Hafer And I'm joined again by Jordana Abraham Jordana, hi, how's it going? It's great,
1: glad to be back You know, another week, another another bravo storyline very excited
0: somehow it feels like it's been a long time since last wednesday i don't know if uh if it's like outside forces in the universe but i when i was watching this episode of new jersey i was like wow it feels like only three weeks into the season it feels like it's been a long time
1: i feel like i agree and i feel like maybe i don't know this week i think bravo generally i didn't feel like there was like so much dramatic like It was kind of like a lower drama week overall.
0: We had, you know, we had no Salt Lake City, which honestly, those episodes have been pretty stressful (laughs) the last (laughs) month or so. So I feel like that was kind of, you know, we we could ease into the week a little bit more. Um, But this episode of Jersey certainly brought the heat a little bit. And there's a lot going on.
1: Yeah, well now it's like it's funny cuz it's like I feel like they start the show with like the primary fight and then this is like the secondary fight getting off of the primary fight. Do you know what I mean like the <laughs> Right, like the, the actual
0: <laughs> the root of the issue was like Margaret and Jennifer and then the fight that is the climactic moment of this episode is Jackie and Dolores, but it's it all ties back to what happened with Jennifer. Exactly. It's like I do think that this group one thing that they really bring to the table that's that we don't see on every show right now is that they have real relationships with each other that they've built either before the show or during their time together on the show. So it feels like all of these dynamics are kind of real emotions cropping up in a real friend group. Whereas I think sometimes it's a little bit more like, I guess I'll start drama because that's what I'm supposed to do
1: exactly I think you see that on Salt Lake City a lot where it kind of feels like are these people even really friends like would they be if not for the fact they were on this show would they ever speak to each other totally unclear (laughs)
0: like you can sort of see on Salt Lake City when a producer was maybe like okay Whitney maybe go in there and talk to you She's like okay Meredith so it seems a little (laughs) weird it's like Oh, God. <laughs> it's like scripted,
1: but badly a little bit. It feels like yeah, More. and I
0: still live for it, but it definitely is a different experience from Jersey where everything that we're watching really feels kind of like a natural progression of emotions. And you can kind of trace all of the through lines of why people kind of have these feelings that are, you know, bubbling up. And, you know, we also see the Gorga-Judice family saga continuing for like the 12th year in a row and I think that is another example obviously their family in real life and it feels like we're in a, a new chapter of this book that we've been watching for such a long time and I don't know it's it's like hard to get a read on what's going on and I think Louis is kind of a weird force that's like affecting everybody else and I don't know how I feel about it
1: Can I tell you, I like became a Louis fan after this episode. I'm like, (laughs) he is exactly what this family needs. And I kind of understood like the video thing, like a little more. And I kind of felt like I just like I felt like he was like a positive force, not just for Teresa, but maybe for the family as a whole. And it's funny because like when he does that intervention with the (laughs) or I don't even know what it was like speak your truth thing which again sort of like after seeing the video you're kind of like okay like now this Uh sort of makes more sense in the context of like what your thing is and it's funny because joe gorga is like such an emotional guy but he he says he hates emotions or he hates these like conversations but he's such an emotional guy that to me it was kind of like this makes perfect sense for him he just didn't like the idea of like showing his emotions in like some sort of like (laughs) introspective calculated way which was really funny
0: Yeah, it's funny. This family obviously has no problem showing emotion, but it usually comes out in sort of a burst of passion. And, you know, there's a lot of heightened emotions and yelling and, you know, table flipping. And Teresa says that that's how we deal with our stuff. And so Louis to come in and say, okay, we're going to sit here and calmly talk about what maybe we could work on, what we need from other people. I do think, you know this is not the kind of family that probably is ever going to go to therapy. (laughs) Definitely not, yeah. So this is maybe the closest they're going to get and that probably did benefit them. And, you know, when Louis first brings out, you know, the two pieces of paper and you're going to write down the one thing you want to bring into your life and the one thing you don't want, you know, Joe was kind of scoffing at it. Like, "What? come on, what are we doing? But, you know, five minutes later, they've actually had a pretty productive conversation and it feels like they're are able to kind of work to more of a baseline place of these are the boundaries we understand why it's not productive to go to this place of you know talking about Joe Judice or you know t- bringing up the grandparents again um and it does seem like Louis is kind of helping them That's what you I'm know saying. get to that place
1: and to me it now makes it makes so much sense in terms of like why Teresa really likes him because like literally i think joe judice would never do anything even re- like you see in the years that he's on the show he's like completely closed off he is not really like expressing emotion and he's definitely not vocalizing his feelings so to me i'm kind of like and i it makes it, it makes the whole thing make so much more sense why teresa finds this like so refreshing and she feels like mm-hmm. she's like with someone who's just like emotionally available um and so I was, like, happy for her that that he could, or that whole, fa- I was happy for that whole family that he could, like, bring that energy into it while also just completely taking himself out of it. It's not like he was, like, commenting on any yeah. of the stuff. So I thought that was great. Also, I have a question uh, for you. Uh-huh. As a, you know, obviously, huge Bravo stan and huge fellow Jersey fan as well. <laughs> what is up with Gabriella? She never speaks on the show. She's the does not spe- has no speaking time i feel like she doesn't really look like the other sisters she doesn't really like speak with or around the other sisters you see some glimpses of her on social media but like yeah i just feel like she is like the like the silent invisible daughter
0: i see i actually have always felt like they i actually appreciated the way it seemed like she was less interested in doing the show and being on the show and kind of Mm -hmm. having in being involved in the storylines and stuff than the rest of her sisters and it has always felt to me like teresa sort of respects that and it it hasn't ever felt like she's been forced to participate you know she's around it's not like she isn't on camera at all um but i actually kind of I've always liked Gabriella's energy. It seems like she might be the most well-adjusted of any of these children. Um it is interesting though that she's about to be she's like 16 now. I know. You know, she's going to be an adult in a couple of years like is she going to move away? Like Gia obviously. You know, Gia's in school. It's not like she's not doing anything, but she clearly likes being involved. And I feel like when when Gabriella turns 18, we might never see her again
1: that's definitely possible like she definitely does not look like she's super comfortable in front of the camera she kind of has a vibe where like i agree with you where it seems like she is not really she's not like basking in the cameras being around her she is definitely yeah. like a bit uncomfortable which is probably good for her overall but it's interesting i kind of want to know like what is gabrielle's take on like the joe like the, the rest of her sisters in that sense And i mean adriana is like a little too young to like probably had quite is a dance, an opinion you know
0: she's busy right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but i'm just kind of i always wonder is like does she feel left out from the other two like gia and yeah. uh, melania are always like front and center and I, I mean i assume if she wanted to be in that she would but i kind of wonder like what her what her relationship is like in that dynamic or in that sister the judai sisters like Total. layout i don't know
0: yeah i mean it's a little honestly it's a little surprising to me that teresa's family has never had any kind of spinoff i just feel like there would be you know a sister vibe is something that people would be into but clearly Probably. i don't know I, i'm surprised that's never happened i posted today i want a dance mom spinoff starring teresa and adriana uh because i feel like that would be very entertaining but yeah no i the daughters seem to be doing well
1: yeah I would like, um, I agree. I would like to see more of them. I would watch a spinoff if anyone in production at Bravo was listening.
0: (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Splash Refreshers are the delicious zero calorie beverage I'm reaching for again and again when I'm feeling thirsty for something flavorful. I believe in the three beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating and one for fun. But Splash spices it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. in orange. It's there to satisfy your need for hydration with a little flavor. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? Well, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. I do want to talk about Jackie and Evan. We see them having a little date night and Jackie really opens up about anxiety that she's been having related to her eating disorder issues and that she kind of feels like she's maybe falling back into some of those behaviors and she's you know worried about that and i i loved this conversation because it felt i mean obviously they're having it on camera whenever stuff like this happens it's like you know they know they're being filmed but it it felt like they were really meeting each other in the middle and like Evan was really just there to listen and be supportive and kind of help Jackie get to a place where she can feel okay to bring this up. And, you know, she's apologizing, like, I'm sorry for being like the weird wife who doesn't eat. And I thought he just handled it really beautifully.
1: Yeah, I love that conversation. I also thought it was like really good for audiences just everywhere to see that like, recovery of anything is not really like a linear thing or it's like one day you have an eating disorder and the next day you don't like it's something that's very much like you know what i mean you have your good times and your bad times or times and she's saying how like last year's drama kind of like brought it out a little bit more in her because of like the stress and maybe maybe because even just like the idea of her husband being in you know unfaithful is probably like a stressful thing it also probably makes you a little bit less secure in your own body image just Mm -hmm. generally and i thought it was yeah i agreed with you i thought it was like just nice for people to see that it's they didn't i like that they didn't just take that like eating disorder storyline wrap it up in like a little bow and be like okay well that is like she dealt with that it's over like you still see the effects of it
0: Yeah, sometimes on these shows it feels like people kind of come with their sob stories, like, prepackaged, and it's like, this is what I went through in the past, and I'm gonna address it once, and then it's just, like, a fun fact that you're gonna know about me, and, I mean, obviously I'm not happy that Jackie is struggling with this, but I am, I like seeing them kind of deal with it in real time versus just, like, Yeah, when I was in my 20s, this was a thing, but I'm fine now, you know, like, I I think it really, it's pretty authentic to, you know, the experiences that people go through where it's like, yeah, also, I'm sure last year, she was stressed. And also, you kind of feel like things are out of your control. And that's something Mm -hmm. where you can kind of in that one part of your life, be like, okay, maybe I feel like I'm being betrayed by my friends and by, you know, people I'm close to. And I don't know what's going to happen with my relationship and my friendships, but I can control, you know, this, what I'm eating and what I'm not eating. And I thought, you know, Jackie sort of connecting the dots between the experience on the show. It's like, no, this is real life, you know, as much as it's fun to see people be messy and throw accusations. It's like, it kind of grounds it a little bit more
1: and she was so vulnerable like when she said i'm just like i'm hungry all the time like it's just like i felt so like you know what i mean i felt for her like she like is clearly like she has that cognitive like dissonance where she's like i'm doing this i know it's not right but like i can't like i just this is it's like i can't help it um and so i hope she goes to therapy and you know continues that recovery journey but i thought that was a great felt like very like i agree with you totally real conversation
0: Yeah. And then so she and Evan are celebrating the end of their time without the kids by having a frat party, (laughs) which I would not say this party really gave me frat party vibes, aside from the fact that there was a keg. Um, They were they were acting like they were at some dive bar. And it's like this still feels like a pretty pretty nice space.
1: I don't think I don't see many like uh, spreads with like hummus and crudite at uh, (laughs) frat parties. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I know, like, that was not my experience. Like, yeah. there wasn't ever really food in sight, which, um, w- you know, was a problem in and of itself. But um, in this party, it is interesting that, so Teresa's out of town because Audrey and it's a dance. Um, but, so there's only like five people there, but there's kind of a weird amount of tension because Jennifer really is not feeling close to, pretty much anyone in the group at this point. And I I sort of hadn't thought about how she really is like, okay, well, I am not on good terms with Margaret, and therefore I feel like I can't count on Melissa or Jackie's support. And then I feel like Dolores has been closer to Margaret. Teresa's not going to be there. So <laughs> process of elimination, she's kind of like, why would I even go? <laughs>
1: Yeah, and I mean, like, I totally get that, and I mean, I know, like, I don't know if Jennifer is this smart or this manipulatively capable, but she really did manage to make to like foist the drama off of herself with that one little comment. It was like kind of impressive, almost. Um, and I feel like this. I mean, Dolores is not one to talk about her feelings at all, even in like the explosive way that Teresa does. Like, she seems like extremely closed off. But I think this breakup is really this breakup from david that she mentioned was like i don't think this was i don't think dolores was on her a-game because i do think she was probably a lot more devastated by this breakup than she's really like talking about mm. um so i yeah, think this was th- a bad time to fuck with loris <laughs>
0: <laughs> the whole relationship with david has always been sort of a question mark on the show because it has seemed at certain times like she really liked him a lot and sort of was down for wherever their relationship was going to go. And then there were times where she seemed sort of disinterested or like she wasn't, like she didn't care that much about, you know, if they were going to have more of a commitment or, you know, she sort of, I think you're right that she is not that forthcoming with her emotions a lot of the time, because for, you know, the last two years, if you asked me, I would kind of be like, yeah, like, I don't really know how much Dolores actually likes David. Like, you know, it seems like something fun to have a person, but, you know, at the end of the day, who cares? But in this, her housing situation clearly right now is, you know, sort of a manifestation of some of her emotions. You know, she feels, she clearly has feelings about, the renovations that Frank is supposed to be doing and the fact that she's in this townhouse without David and, you know, the kids are moving home and she feels like she is not settled in a place where she can have a place for them to live. And I think sort of a lot of factors are kind of not coming together in the way that she wants them to. And that has to be really frustrating.
1: Totally. And you can see her disdain also for emotions when she's like, when she, last episode, when she's kind of like, yelling at Jennifer for crying she's like stop crying what are you crying for and i think that's like kind of her approach to everything like sort of toughen up and like don't dwell too long on it um but i something in me th- thinks that like she kind of always wanted more from david i mean she always talks about she always kind of talked about it but never really enough to do anything and I think almost if she could be more emotional about it, she would have come to that realization sooner that she wanted more, that this wasn't the life she wanted. And I think she was kind of, she's always been kind of like a cool person who doesn't care, but I think she probably cares a lot more than mm-hmm. she lets on.
0: The expiration date on when you can cry about something was <laughs> sort of a, a funny thing to fixate on this episode because clearly Margaret thinks that it's been too long for Jennifer to be crying about in relation to Bill's affair and then Tracy who interestingly was brought on the show as Melissa's friend sort of takes Jennifer's side in things and is like look like I've been in this position where there's you know rumors and people are talking and you're kind of your shit is being aired out in public and so I feel for Jennifer and she expresses that to her when she shows up at the keg party and I I like to see a new person in the group kind of choosing sides in a way that feels not just automatically loyal to whoever they're kind of in was on the show because right I mean let's face it Jennifer kind of could use a friend or two right now and the fact that her main ally in the cast at this point is Jackie is says a lot about you like, know we're
1: still team Margaret I think right yeah
0: right Jackie's like Jackie I think sort of feels like she has to be nice to jennifer right now but it's not Mm -hmm. really coming from a place of like we're besties it's coming from a place of like look i know that you're kind of going through it and i'm not gonna like kick you while you're down
1: (laughs) right and i mean jennifer is definitely still extremely emotional about what happened and the fact that it's being brought up and to me that kind of says that she has never fully processed it the fact that she's still kind of like bursting into tears at any sort of like mention of it to me means like okay they it happened 10 years ago but it seems like they swept it under the rug and sort of just like continued on their lives and the fact that she's so upset about it now means like if i were her that would be a sign for me that i need to like re-look into this thing and how it affects me and how i feel about it because she clearly has not like and that's not something that she needs to do with the castmates it's something she probably needs to do with her husband and like a couple's therapist
0: right like margaret and dolores don't really need to weigh in on Jennifer's... on the status of Jennifer's marriage. I mean, they're free to say whatever they want. Obviously, you know, we like having storylines to follow on this show, but their voices are not the ones that should matter to Jennifer when it comes to figuring out what she actually wants and needs out of her marriage. Totally.
1: And it was so... I mean, it was funny to see... It was funny that fight between them where she's... Where... um jackie said you weren't you know you're you're not that good of a friend to me um and that you're better friends with margaret and then mar it's funny to see margaret come along and be like yeah she's like you're better friends with me
0: like yeah and i mean i've you know i've had we've had margaret on the show a couple times and kind of just talking to her you do get the sense that like you know sometimes this cast can sort of get divided into two teams and i think people because dolores has been friends with Teresa for such a long time i think it's sort of natural to lump Dolores in with that side of things and you know Dolores likes Jennifer just fine but they're really you know I think outside of the show I don't know that anyone in this cast with the exception of maybe Teresa is really like good friends with Jennifer and I whereas I think Margaret and Dolores do have a relationship where they're friendly you know I don't know how much they're seeing each other calling each other outside of filming but like I think they have more of a real relationship. Um, And I think that has to hurt. I mean, we were, I think we were talking last week about how, you know, Jennifer's not in the group chat or whatever. And it's like, you know, I think this is kind of that coming out on camera where it's like for Margaret and Jackie and even Jennifer to kind of say, I think you're actually better friends with her than me. And Dolores, I think she probably feels bad because she wants to be there for Jennifer. It's not like she doesn't give a shit about her, but at the same time like these women probably aren't wrong. And so I think she kind of Dolores doesn't right. like that her friendship is being called into question even if maybe the direction that they're going with it is accurate. She doesn't want to be perceived yeah. as un you know, she's not disloyal to Jennifer. She just is friends with both of them.
1: I also don't think Dolores takes kindly to being told what she is. Like, I think she is very much like, I'll tell you like who I'm like, I, if, I'm, if you have a problem with me, like tell it to me and I'll tell you what the deal is. Like, don't I don't want like someone speaking for me saying that I'm not as good friends with her. Like, I'll make that. T- I don't think she even cares that much about being. Let's say she was better friends with Margaret. I don't think she would care that much if that if she came to that conclusion and said it. I don't think she likes the right. fact that someone's in her mind, like talking shit about her to jennifer and, and to me because otherwise she would be yelling at margaret too she really was only yelling at jackie this
0: <laughs> yeah, oh god that was <laughs> because oh. the, yeah
1: um and to me yeah, the difference was that like she felt like jackie was speaking on her behalf
0: yeah the first time i saw that clip i was like oh not not this like we can't <laughs> <laughs> like that's just a bad road to go down like i totally understood why jackie felt disrespected by that and it's like Oh, Dolores! Dolores I love never to s- really
1: liked Jackie. I think
0: no. I think I think they're not. You know, they're not. She's As not her Dolores kind of person. Says,
1: she's not. Dolores yeah. has literally said that you're not like you're not like us. Do you remember?
0: Yeah, and I think they, in most cases, it doesn't. It hasn't really become that big of an issue. I mean, they've been on the show. This is their fourth season together, and they've never. It's not like they've never disagreed on anything, but they they've never really personally had a major conflict with each other but i think they because they are kind of have different ways of looking at things it makes sense that in a situation like this they would kind of butt heads and you know if there was enough kind of fuel in the fire that they would kind of get to a point where they have a moment like this and it's i mean it's pretty intense
1: yeah i'm interested to see how that unfolds because i know again it's not doesn't seem like that big of a fight it's more just like escalating in like a a very Jersey way yeah
0: I think to me I'm more interested in sort of then where we're going to go from here for the rest of the season because when two people have a blow-up that sort of comes out of nowhere seemingly then it's always a question of is that like a one-time thing and the next time they see each other they're like yeah that was crazy I don't know what happened or are is it going to be a problem for the, I mean, we're only on episode three, so there's a lot of season left to go. And if, if this kind of has a ripple effect in the group, you know, that could it could end up being kind of a major turning point of sorts.
1: Totally. Also, it's funny to me this season so far, like it seems like Joe Gorga has replaced Melissa Gorga as like a housewife (laughs) like she is not i feel like she has he has more airtime he has more storyline like she's kind of like playing the adjacent person to him as opposed to the other way around so i thought that was funny he's like finally overtaken her as a housewife
0: yeah i don't i feel like melissa and joe are such a package deal that i don't necessarily like you know, if I'm getting enough out of either of them, I'm not going to be mad. So I'm like, right. I like Melissa a they lot. Can share she's, not, she's not always like the most, um, you know, d- you know, she doesn't always bring it, I would say. But like, I still I'm glad that the Gorga family is present and accounted for. So I'm like, I don't totally. know. I think sometimes people are very like, get Melissa off the show. She brings nothing. And I'm like.
1: No, I like her energy. I think she's a good... Yeah. I would never suggest getting her or Joe off the show. I think they're like... I think they're more integral. I think they're just as integral to the show as Teresa is, to be totally honest. I don't think one we could do without either of them.
0: I think you would get um, some hate on Twitter if you like expressed that sentiment, but... that an
1: unpopular opinion. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think... I mean, Bravo Twitter is just uh, a volatile Very heated. People don't like Melissa on Bravo. Bravo Twitter. Like, I think it's not that everybody doesn't like Melissa, but I think Melissa has, like, haters. Whereas okay. I think there are some housewives where they're just kind of, like, the temperature is, like, a little lower, where it's like, yeah, like, eh, like they're fine, they're cool, whatever. There are people that are like, Melissa's an evil bitch and she's never done anything. And all she did was come on the show to terrorize her sister-in-law and she's never been iconic. Like, Are you sure those are aren't,
1: pe- like, Teresa's burner accounts?
0: Oh, my God. <laughs> there were people that were mad that Melissa was on ultimate girls trip they were like melissa does not deserve to be in the company of such iconic housewives and it's like
1: oh my god what? melissa's great Get a life
0: she's also Get like a, a
1: normal i feel like she's relatable
0: because she's like not yeah. so extreme like and she's right, usually like, pretty I rational i don't want to watch seven teresas and ramonas on the beach like i want a couple people that are just like good time girls <laughs> they're gonna totally. you know just like have a drink have a cocktail let loose you mm-hmm. know like it's and not I that thought, deep
1: i think in recent years melissa's sort of conflict with joe is uh, on its own a very interesting storyline just like the two of them not even having to do with anyone else just about yeah you know the way that she you know challenging joe's gender
0: role i know norms. i like that i like that side of her she's like i she's like i have a business i'm gonna go to envy right <laughs>
1: and he's like where's my dinner <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh I God. do want to okay. go NV 2 I want to see what what the deal is. Okay, we'll plan a trip. By using the code MENTION when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cashback and use code MENTION. That's IBOTTA in the Google Player App Store and use code MENTION. This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. we have the continuation of amanda's 30th birthday saga um and so kyle's like makeup for kind of fumbling the bag at the birthday party is that he's going to take her out to dinner which is like okay big whoop um and he still doesn't have a gift he says that he gets anxiety about giving gifts which i understand i can relate to that a little bit but it's the kind of thing where it's like um i understand that you have anxiety but you still need to buy the gift and it seems like yes. he has just cut out the second part because neither of them can remember the last time he bought Amanda a gift.
1: <laughs> that was embarrassing for Kyle. Um, for sure. Like, why not just let her have a dog, too? Get her a dog. Seems like it's pretty yeah. easy. You don't have to put that much thought into it. She wants a dog.
0: They, they shared on Instagram they have now gotten a dog, which is... A good, okay. a good step in the right direction. But yeah, his, like, his idea that she wants a dog because she's not satisfied with him, to me, is dumb. It's like, everybody wants... like People want dogs. It's not weird. Right. Like,
1: I mean, that was how it was, like, him saying that. Like, he was like, oh, I can't make you happy, so a dog will.
0: Yeah. Like, I I mean, it's just like, okay, most people don't get dogs because there's some, like, big problem in their life. It's like, right. you just want a, a dog.
1: Also, a dog is not going to solve your relationship problems. It's like having a kid to save the marriage. Um. Yeah. It's not going to be like a Band-Aid for that. I mean, here's the thing. I get it. As someone who like, you know, I own a business with my two friends and for, you know what I mean? Like you spend all day together and you're doing business stuff and sometimes it's like the personal aspect of your relationship, the friendship aspect of your relationship Mm -hmm. gets put on the back burner because you're like, oh, why don't we hang out anymore? It's like, oh, because we hang out all day, but it's also not the same. So with Kyle and Amanda, it's like, they, you know what I mean? They feel like they're hanging out all the time. They're on the show. They're at work. And Kyle probably is like, I see you all day. Why do I have to take you to dinner? Why do I have to like do anything else? And she's like, I just want a moment of your time. That's not, that's just about us. That's not about all this other shit. Um, Totally. But I could see both sides of it too.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think they clearly have some stuff that they're working through. And I think, you know, I appreciate the fact that they're, not making it look more kind of glamorous than it is like they actually are they have real problems it's not just like I want more attention okay like you know I feel like we're kind of getting a raw look at like their relationship problems in real time but I do think um, you know week after week it sort of feels like Kyle has more obvious steps that he could take to fix the issues
1: you know what the yeah it kind of just feels like the sad part about the way it looks on the show is that it kind of feels like both of them are like a little over it Mm -hmm. do you know what i mean like both of them are like just feels like they're both constantly kind of like disappointing the other or like i guess maybe more kyle's constantly disappointing amanda and kyle's kind of just like i don't know like
0: yeah like it feels like both of them are a little bit like blah about the whole situation and yeah. it's like yeah like amanda will get angry sometimes or like kyle will get angry sometimes but like it doesn't feel like either of them are really like fighting for yeah it lacks want. energy
1: the whole like the relationship yeah. feels lacking <laughs> in in excitement or energy but totally. they do get married so maybe they, i guess i wonder i'm kind of interested to see if like is it stay at this pace for the rest of the season or is it going right, to end like, with, like, more excitement around the wedding?
0: <laughs> right. Like, obviously, the first a- a couple episodes of the season were, like, major um, problem areas for them. And now it feels like we've maybe kind of plateaued at just this, like, mediocre-seeming relationship. And it's like, okay, are we? <laughs> is there going to be any kind of, like, uplifting story arc there? Or are we right. just kind of like, well, here we are? Well, they
1: cannot break up. Like, what would they do? literally like imagine a breakup for these two people who are so entrenched in each other's lives i know like where would they go what would they do they'd have to find an entirely new life it's not like your average breakup it would have to be like breaking up your relationship and your business and your friend group and like
0: (laughs) and your other income stream with the tv show like yeah uh, yeah the whole kind of their lives are a little too intertwined maybe but you know how do you get out of that you don't you don't um i <laughs> you get married I. yeah okay i have a baby i have a dog whatever um i want to h- highlight the conversation that maya and sierra had with the house at the end of the episode uh which i thought was handled really well um maya is obviously new coming into the house this season and she has felt you know sort of excluded in certain circumstances um i think just feels kind of uncomfortable in the space as a black woman in a house with Mm -hmm. mostly white people. And I really enjoyed this episode seeing her and Sierra have these conversations with each other. And I thought Sierra was, you know, just like very comforting to Maya in that moment when they were at the beach talking. Um, And, you know, I just think on shows like this, when you have had majority white or all white cast for X amount of seasons, we've seen bravo you know sort of introduce people of color to you know many of their different shows at this point and it definitely goes better on some shows than others and so i was really happy to see them kind of talking about it in this way because i think you know there have been shows where it's like oh this this didn't go well and i think this is the kind of moment that needs to happen for this show to like keep moving in the right direction
1: totally agree and I like I loved Sierra on this episode because it just felt like watching her was like you could tell all the things that she was talking about with Maya were like things that she's you know maybe always wanted to say or out loud on the show or or thought or felt but like never really had an outlet for and kind of felt like she needed to in some ways like repressed or not show especially like when she was the only black character on the show I felt like this sort of like she kind of like finally felt like she had someone to talk to about it and she had, you know, an outlet to like really vocalize those things, which I think in the past she would probably have not, you know, I mean, not felt comfortable doing. So I was really happy for her that she had an an outlet also to just like express all these things that she's probably thought. And she said she thought like even last season, but just probably didn't feel like she had an outlet to do that.
0: Yeah. And then I loved when they sat down for the conversation with the house that, you know, Maya had said she was really nervous to bring it up. And she, I mean, obviously there's that thing of you're the new girl and you're just getting to know everyone and you don't want to be the one causing problems in the house. And so for Sierra to kind of take the lead and say, you know, there's stuff that we've both been talking about and I know we're both feeling and, you know, we're not, we're trying to come at this from a place of being open with everyone so we can move forward, you know, as, a house versus just like if Maya had been having those feelings and she didn't want to cause issues in the house, I could totally see her spending the whole season, you know, just kind of sucking it up and being, you know, kind of miserable. And I, I liked that Sierra kind of took the lead. And then I also thought that, you know, it pretty much seemed like everyone was, you know, really receptive to what they were saying and offering, you know support and you know their own kind of experiences and yeah i mean i feel like you could easily see this going away where somebody would feel like they were being you know accused of something and you know Mm -hmm. oh well like i would never blah 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 and i was it was nice to see everyone kind of um i think like take in the conversation and not you know try to turn it into something it wasn't
1: and I feel like the nature of Summer House where you do spend like three days in a row with people, maybe, maybe it lends itself more to like, one, getting to that level of discomfort because it's not like, oh, you go to a dinner and then you go home. Mm-hmm. Or, like You go to a, you know, maybe like a one trip and then you go home. Like this was like, is kind of like an every weekend thing. And I think it probably exacerbates any of those feelings that you might feel like a little twinge of and then go home and forget about it. Like... I do think this has a more conducive environment for like really bringing out the real emotions that are there.
0: Yeah, totally. I, and I, I'm loving Maya. Like obviously this episode, she was kind of going through it and I, you know, enjoyed watching her kind of figure that out. But I also, am just loving her energy, like in a more fun way. Like, I think she seems like a really fun person. Like, you know, she's, you know, she's making cookies and, you know, she seems like a cool person. And I'm like, glad that she's, doesn't have to, like be miserable the whole season, I agree. I'd
1: like to see more of like her and more plot from her, too.
0: I know I think we I think we will. um, yeah. And then, you know, Craig doesn't want Paige to be with Andrea, and that's Shocking. something they're going to have to deal with <laughs>
1: right. It's such a I mean, that I feel like is just like sort of more for more of last season. Yeah. It's kind of like, I guess a sneak peek into like them becoming official and it's funny the page is just like yeah i'm getting attention like why wouldn't i keep like getting attention but she doesn't it seems like very clear that she prefers she would prefer to be with craig if he would only totally. say that they
0: yeah were it's like we're in like a holding pattern where nobody really wants to make the the like scary move of being like what if this was something more than just i uh sleep in your bed when i'm in town but um and i mean i'm sure it, obviously we know that's going to happen at some point but it almost feels like it, I don't, I'm like, I don't, I'm not going to get invested in this until something's happening.
1: Right. I agree. It's just sort of like skirting on like um, a real thing or a real relationship.
0: Exactly. Uh, well, I think these were two great episodes to break down and I'm excited uh, to come back next week for more.
1: Same. I want the follow-ups from Jersey. I'd like to see what happens next on Summer House. It's going to be great. I'm excited. I'll see.
0: Is Dolores going to pop Jackie?
1: (laughs) (laughs) But that's what I'm saying. Like, Dolores, I feel like... I don't think Dolores was being... Not to rehash this, but, like, do you agree? Like, she might have been a little bit more chill if she had not just literally gone through a breakup the day before.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. I would give her that.
1: (laughs) Maybe not. I don't know. She... (laughs)
0: oh my god well we we will see next week whether there is uh (laughs) bloodshed at the kegger party um but thank you so much for listening don't forget to rate review and follow the show wherever you listen you can follow us on instagram at bravo by betches and until next time be cool don't be all like uncool
1: mention it all is produced by sean kilby and jorge morales pico editing by sean kilby Social media by Dylan Hafer. Guest booking by Nicole Pellegrino. Be
0: sure to follow at Bravo by Betches on Instagram and Twitter. Batches.